Welcome to the Anchored Abode Podcast, where we are striving to change the world one abode at a time, starting with my own. Well, we're back for another episode. Yep, you heard me right. I said we. It's Dusty and I from here on out. (laughs) He is uh, not nervous at all to be joining us. It's not my forte. Just say hello. Yep, my name's Dusty. Uh, married to Rebecca for 14 years. Whoop, whoop. Um, we own a landscaping company, and usually I'm more of the photographer. <laughs> the, yeah, not writing, reading, talking. So <laughs> this is a stretch for me, but excited to be here and kind of put in a couple thoughts. And So one of the things we had talked about in the blog post... One of the blog posts is uh, our enneagrams and our personality tests, and how while it is nice to know like how we function and how God created us specifically, we shouldn't also use that as a default to back out of uncomfortable situations all the time. So this is a stretch for Dusty and I both. We both are like behind the scenes type people, so this is a lot of a new venture for us. <laughs> All right, so today we will be talking about perfection. I wrote a blog post not too long ago on it and put a link for listening to that separately if you'd rather not read it. But basically, we talked about how often our culture uses it and how we subtly portray that message to our children. I'd like to just put in real quick what's kind of growing up in a... Oh, kind of growing up in a family where the value of our image of the family was pretty paramount in how we portrayed ourselves. So I guess she'll probably also get later to the golden child and that kind of thing. But the narcissistic family structure is what he's referring to. But I'd say it definitely hits really close with the whole perfection and image and how you portray yourself to people basically it's it's all it's your it's a facade basically of an of an image you want to portray yeah you're it's not fair i guess asking people to be perfect when you know they can't you know you can't but then basically yeah you're just asking them to live a lie i guess but and so one of the things that we've found out in the last couple of years is uh, how much we are putting that same pressure on our kids after realizing mm-hmm. for ourselves how we had turned that to our own idol of perfection. And like we had put ourselves on our own pedestals. And Dusty, I know, has shared with me in the past just how how daunting it was to live up there where he felt he couldn't fail or he disappoints so many people but we were doing the exact same things to our kids and hadn't even realized it mm-hmm. until way later on yeah no it's uh it's a horrible place to live and it's a horrible place to put on your children man it's it's so unnecessary i guess especially i'd say with the the more the culture that we have with this facebook and all this stuff where like me and rebecca you know there's the image that you want to put and portray as your family, like nothing's ever broken or 
anyways, it's, it's not real. So I guess when it comes to our kids, I guess we want them to be real. We want to be real with them. But I'm just thinking like... No, I hear what you're saying. For an example, one thing someone told me who's been in a narcissistic family was uh, their parents always lied to them about little things, big things. Um, and so her dad would promise her a pony all the time. And usually it was in the form of trying to get her to do something. And so she'd be promised a pony or to get her to stop wanting one. He would promised that later on she'd get one. But it's even little things like that, right? Where we choose not to lie to our kids about even the little things and being real with them, being honest with them and, and sharing like the struggles of everyday life. So the beginning of the blog or the, the post starts with the perfection of our dating, the perfection of our marriage, and then like expecting perfection from each other. I'd say just growing up in a dysfunctional family where perfection was pretty much I mean, they they kind of viewed as, I guess, already, like, so I already had the perception that nothing, everything was always right in my life. And so then I kind of also drug Rebecca into the same thing where we were always perfect. Nothing was ever wrong. And we had the perfect marriage. But then we would hear a lot of people saying the exact same thing, like reinforcing it. So like, oh, well, everything's good with you guys. We're so glad that blah, blah, blah. We never have to worry about your marriage. You guys are always just... So then uh, that almost that puts more and more pressure on you. And all of a sudden, it's like, if an issue comes up, it's like, oh, man, like, these people are counting on us. We're the only ones that don't have problems. We have no problems. Which, so we were told, of course, <clears throat> that we were the, we didn't have any and everybody else did. And... and you guys are so steady and, you know, you guys are such a great example of a blah, blah, blah marriage. And all of a sudden it's like your marriage is, I don't know, there's just pressure between both of us. and. So we've talked a little bit about, or I mentioned, um, our pedestals that we had created. And so that was one of them was our marriage. Justy just shared about and so it was tough too that when blows started coming our way of knocking us down a peg or two what was done to try and bring back that perception that false perception back to that top rung so we were back on a pedestal lies would be spilled out and um, the bible would be twisted in a way to like guilt us back to a position of trying to display perfection instead of faults or sins or fights or problems. I mean, every every couple will have issues of some sort. And if they don't, then they might not be being honest with each other. Because I can't imagine two people living under the same roof 24 hours a day and not going through disagreements. It's just nearly unheard of. <laughs> so the game we played with our kids was just that if anybody heard it, we'd call out the other and be like, ah, he said perfect. And it was almost shameful how often I said it in those first couple of days. My kids were, mom, mom, you said it again. You said it again. I was like, good night. This is ridiculous. Unaware and like unconsciously, I just was spitballing that word like crazy. That was probably the worst. This <laughs> is just, yeah, it's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. And then, yeah, they would say it and it's uh, such an easy word to use. <laughs> I don't know. So in the 
post, we kind of go through the dictionary's definition of perfect. And so I want to run through a couple of the descriptions. Conforming absolutely, ideal, excellent, complete, improvement, exactly, without flaws, defects, shortcomings, accurate, exact, correct, pure, absolute, expert, accomplished, proficient, extreme degree, flawless, faultless, improve, make better. And that was a message we had sent to our kids daily. Like, not to mention that we had already put that pressure on ourselves individually, and then our marriage, and then our family. We wanted them to just be perfect little obedient idols that we could show off to the world. It was ridiculous. I think, too, um, what's more, not more important, but which really started to make sense when Rebecca and I started going through this uh, crazy family dynamics and, like, kind of learning about the whole perfection mentality is uh, we would be hushing our kids in their emotions to pretend to please us. So I think that was probably the biggest thing was like learning that you want them to smile for pictures in a second. You want them to pretend everything is okay when you want them to. You want them to be happy with other kids if they're not. You're kind of pressuring them to like do stuff that they don't necessarily feel like doing. But it wasn't until then I think like stepping back and realizing like we're teaching our kids just to, it was uh, not necessarily what they wanted to do or how they really felt. And it's so easy just to like shut them up. We just want them to do what we want, <laughs> what we want. Well, the sad thing is, it's like you look at the structure of the brain and how it develops and how key and crucial the first couple years are for implementing the rules of how your family works and how kids just naturally will learn to follow that for the rest of their lives. And I mean, this was starting, what, four or five years ago that we stopped doing that. And I mean, we're still trying to write, you know, write that wrong way of teaching in our kids because it still pops up and we're like, ah, we want to like cure it, but it's so ingrained still. I mean, I mean, they were only what, five years old when we stopped that line of thinking. So it's, it's pretty amazing how such a short time frame you can really like affect your kids in such a negative way. Yeah, and I think it's just expectations for you as a parent, too. Like, we just took our kids to Legoland, and you see the pictures of, like, families that go to Legoland. You want all these, like, perfect memories. And I remember thinking when we were down there, I'm like, this is nuts. Like, our kids are crazy. (laughs) We just spent all this money, and, like, they're not happy. It was awesome, like, the first, like, hour. And then all of a sudden, it's like the little bodies and the little emotions all come out and it's like they're not happy they're all whatever it's not it wasn't that bad but like there were moments that was like why are we even here (laughs) and uh looking around and i see like all these other families and their kids are screaming it was chaotic but like it was a moment i was like it doesn't matter where our kids are it's gonna be chaotic but it was like the pressure of like having the best vacation 
just had to like let it go and it's kind of like the same thing with just perfection and like family and everything it's the expectation coming from like my family childhood and all that junk was the expectation was so high i couldn't live up to it so it's just it's maybe it's just weird the lower expectation of this is life kids are crazy life is crazy you know like it's okay that everything's not okay I don't know. It let me get through. I just remember like a very, yeah, I think it was the second day, a quarter of the way in. I was just like, it doesn't, but otherwise you could get so frustrated and the whole trip could just be blown because you're just really mad. Because our expectations weren't met. Our expectations. We wanted it to be perfect. This... And like our kids were the ones who, like, I think Zoe wanted to be just held by every Lego character for pictures stomping on their feet uh our son tried to like push them all to no he wanted every toy and <laughs> you come out of these rides and there's all these toys and like he's like screaming as we're pulling him out so we because we're not gonna buy all these whatever lego sets yes all of a sudden he goes from joy to like screaming and anyways which is another thing that we've had to uh work through with one of our children is along with the expectation line is um he kind of acts out and he has outbursts and he can't always communicate. And so like, and I still do it, but I, I like default to, well, he's, he's developmentally or delayed. I think it is. And, and really he's coming out of it. So it's not like it's a permanent thing, but it was my own way of justifying to everyone that I'm not a bad parent or he's normally not like this, you know, and just a way to kind of, Nope, he is. Yeah, it's just it's just part of him developing, and so yeah, another way of just God we... humbling us. Oh, totally. <laughs> because our first two, they they're very compliant, and... which I think it's easy to see them. Let's just say as perfection, but a lot of it they're doing, which I think we could see is like. Yeah, they were compliant, so they're doing it for us. And that's not like what we wanted to... We want them to have their own voice, really choose what they want to do because that's what they want to do, not just do stuff because we're setting... Yeah, because we're setting expectations, limitations, or whatever. That's not really what you want from your kids is just what... It's what I did. I just gave my parents what they wanted. And growing up, it's like I never knew what I wanted because I was conforming to everybody else around me trying to figure out what they wanted so I could please them, so I can whatever. And it's, you're not happy. You're just, you're giving other people what they want. So it's like the opposite of what we we truly want for our kids, but we don't know that we're doing that to them. We just want them to obey and, but. Well, it's like, and if we think about like the bigger picture of what the Bible teaches and um, how it leads us as parents in order to, appropriately guide them in this world we need to parent them in a way that will affect their hearts and if we're just affecting their yeses and their noes and they're um becoming like a robot a robot then we're not touching their hearts and we're not allowing them to feel through that emotion and like really understand who they are who they are in christ their value their worth their hearts won't be touched. They won't be changed or affected for the Lord if 
if that part's missing. So that was a big thing for me was understanding that after I had realized I had missed my own heart and my Christian walk, how I had missed my kids. Like it was, it was jaw dropping how much of a, a blow that was to me to realize. So we challenge you to listen to the words your family says, uh, the people around you, and how often TV shows use the word perfect. It might not just be perfect, it just might be your expectations, honestly, but it comes out in, for us, it was literally the word perfect. But getting rid of that word, kind of like just, it's really just, it just catches us in the moment and like what we're really trying to say, because words are powerful. They mean a lot. Our kids, you know, they're saying every word that we're saying and now we have the, our next two coming up that are four and five and they're catching every word that we say. So the message that you're giving your kids and what's really important to you and your family. So yeah, we challenge you to do that. And I'd say even count for a day how many times you hear it. Watch a TV show and see how often they say it. Drop us a comment and let us know how many times you've heard it that day. We'd be really interested to know. So. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. And we will see you next time. Adios. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Anchored Abode podcast. If you would like to subscribe, please visit anchoredabode.com to sign up. You will be the first to hear about anything new on the site, including blog posts, new podcasts, and specials that we offer. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. We would love to hear from you, so please feel free to reach out. Thanks again for listening to the Anchored Abode podcast.